Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. And the inbound taken away. Farabello is going to dribble it out. Blue Jays have never flown higher for the first time in program history. They've beaten number one. Jays win. They knock off number one in dominating fashion. 85 to 66. It's a mob scene on the floor. Kicking off hour number three here on Herd at Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. For this third hour, we're also on KFOR in Lincoln, live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's DB. I'm Robbie Lula. We're brought to you by our friends over at the Team Jack Foundation. The 11th annual Team Jack Gala, presented by Fat Brain Toys, is coming up this Saturday. That's February 24th in Lincoln. There are many great auction items up for bids. To learn more, go to teamjackfoundation.org. You can participate in the silent auction. You can donate directly to the cause. Find out all about their upcoming events as well. That's teamjackfoundation.org. Bryant Young, former 49er, going to uh, be the keynote guest speaker of the evening at that 11th annual Team Jack Gala. Uh, they've had some doozies. Boomer Esiason. I, I think I emceed for Jim Kelly. Ooh, Jim Jeff. Kelly's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Kelly. Um, so cool thing is Oklahoma Tyler's. Uh, I guess Stan. I, I'll say father-in-law uh, is a huge Buffalo Bills fan. Mm. Huge Buffalo. I nice. mean, like huge. And I remember. Before I left, because we were staying in the same hotel mm-hmm. uh, for the event in Lincoln, I I mustered up the courage to ask for an autograph, which n- almost never happens. I can think of Julius Peppers and... You got a Julius Peppers autograph? Yeah. Nice. So I got J-Pep, I got Vince Carter, and I have 
Mark Richt. Mark Rick was here oh, for the yeah. Cause World Series yeah. at Rosenblatt's. But other than that, oh, like, big Mark Rick guy. I love Mark Rick. Uh, me too. Love Mark Rick. Like I, I think he's sensational. My buddy Banghart used to always like get mad at me because he's like, "Oh, you didn't win the Penguin," and I'm like, "Jeff, why do I like you? Like you can't keep talking bad about my guy." But anyway, I wanted him to take over for Bobby Bowden. So I uh, that seemed to be a natural fit. But FSU was like, "We don't want the retread." Um, well, I wanted him to take over for Bobby Bowden earlier before he was a retread. The, uh, and I remember knocking on his door. So this is probably 945 maybe. Okay. And uh, he signed in a T-shirt and boxers. <laughs> like a reg. No, th- it's a cool thing. Like yeah. just a regular dude. Just a regular guy. He's like, ah, oh, what do you need? And he kept having to like water down because he'd lost part of his throat and most mm-hmm. of his tongue mm-hmm. from... From, from cancer. cancer, yeah, and just the fact that he he just his humility, he was unbelievable. We'll talk about being recruited out of Pennsylvania, and he was it was the real deal. It's a great great event. <laughs> I haven't been to a ton of these types of things. I think the one, the most recent one I went to was a Outland dinner that they did here when uh, Panay Sewell won it. Yeah, a few years back, uh, um, I believe we were we were at the same table. same table. Yep. That was before you liked me, though. You were like, eh, I don't know about this guy. I probably just wasn't talking much in public. Yeah, well, there was, you were. Who was the table next to me? Somebody was harassing me. Well, Severe was sitting with us, so that was probably part of it. Yeah, he's fine. Um, I don't know who was sitting next to us, but I think because we were at a table, some fans from the other radio station had won some seats at uh, that table. Uh-huh. And so I think that's why you were not really. Was I, I was extra quiet, right? Yeah, well, you also are watching. Creighton was losing a bad game to Georgetown that night, too. So. Oh, I was watching on my phone. Yep. Yeah, yep. see? So I, uh, yeah, I remember that. But it was um, the Air Force, was like, God, the old Benny Air Force Sewell coach. Um, uh, DeBerry. DeBerry. Yeah, he was the speaker. Felt like there were a few inappropriate things said, too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But I th- I left. I walked out. You you left early. Yeah, yeah I yeah. walked out on. I, no disrespect to Fisher to Barry, but <laughs> disrespect to. Like there was some thing. I was like, huh? Is that why you left? Oh yeah. I thought you just had to go somewhere. No. I where where like, I gotta go at nine four eight eight forty five? I don't know, man. You, you run all over the place. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, picking my kids from practice. I, I, I never know. Uh, yeah. But there was. Um, so I haven't been to a ton of those. I remember uh, speaking of Bobby Bowden a handful of years back. He was at the. Uh, Benet Brith, I think the great award. Um, he, they brought him in for that. It was a f- former <clears throat> winner of that award. Yeah, I think that's when he came in and he was speaking. And my mom, this was I was younger. My mom tried to get me tickets, but it was like cost prohibitive. Yeah, so I remember Peyton Manning. Uh, one of the years, uh, shout out to to Coach Perone and the Albion Mafia. He was at Benson mm-hmm. at the time, and Keanu Ibis. And Malik Haluchiweki. Oh, yeah. From Bellevue yeah. West. And she was from Benson, won the Benet Birth Award. Nice. And Peyton Manning was the award. And I had a quarterback at the time, Avery Moore. He ended up being a great baseball player at Millard West. Mm-hmm. Well, was my quarterback, huge Peyton Manning guy. Yeah. And got some pictures with Peyton Manning behind, like, during the, the event. I, that used to be, I want, what happened to that I don't that know, that award? was a big deal, though. It was sensational. And every every year, do you know they who my got, speaker was when I was a senior? Who? Bill Walsh. Oh, man, they got some. Go- I mean, we're talking about Peyton Manning, Bobby Bowden, Bill Walsh. Like they got dudes. Yeah, like yeah. I and who was it at? Uh, 
I remember one time they had it at Exarban. It's not even open anymore, but yeah. the old horse racing mm-hmm. place. And who was this? Um, I mean, they've had some fellas. Well, speaking of some guest speakers coming in, about Bill Belichick's going to be down the road here in yeah. a little while. He's uh, coming to the X's and O's coaches clinic for Coach Rule. I, ca- I can't believe it. Like, that's a heck of a get. Yeah, I mean, it's Bill Belichick. It's Coach Rule. He needs multiple hands for a Super Bowl race. He's a funny guy. Like, he's Coach Rule's the type of guy that, and, and I can appreciate this about him, he's going to make you tell him no. He's yeah. not going to not ask. Right, yeah, yeah. Whether it's of you or for you for, or for on sure. your behalf. Yeah, like. No. He's going to make you tell him no. It's weird. That's one of the, you know, I we're I don't remember if this is on air or off air. We are talking about therapy earlier. and On. I can never remember. <laughs> the conversation is kind of – I got a text from, uh, you know, Alex Indelar at all. I told you, one of the funny – ne- I don't know if I've ever met him in person. Okay. But he's just one of those young – remember I told you this last year? I, he's one of the young guys that I have an affinity for that I've never met. And it's not usually like that with young people. Hilarious. Because he's hilarious. Yes, really, really funny. And I joked with you. Remember I was like, I didn't know – I wouldn't think that he was a smoker. Oh, yeah. Remember? Man, I was t- yeah, bur- I've, t- I've talked about Alex a ton. My, my funny guy, dude. My guy Sindelar burns grits like nobody's business. <laughs> what did he say? So he texted me earlier in the show. I think it was when we were talking about the Indian genetic lottery. <laughs> and he goes, I'll read it. I'll read this word for word what he said to me. He goes, he goes, Ravi, you host the most insane sports show I've ever heard. <laughs> That's a quote from Alex Sindelar. Yeah, I don't think like normal people aren't going to probably say what I said to you. No. But it goes both ways. Like you asked me about banana pudding in Black History Month. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's a so thing. I didn't know it was a thing. So my... <laughs> Whatever. We'll just go there, I guess. So my wife brought this up to me because February, Black History Month, represented like again the coldest, shortest month of the year. We we can't even grill. Not coldest. It was like sixty degrees out yesterday. Yeah, it's different. I feel better. It's all right. You, you know. Shit, yeah. But my so, my views on that, I'm not gonna get into. But yeah, that's fair. It's just history, really. The um, my wife brings up to me. She's like, yeah, there's. I think I don't remember who it was. It was some Italian restaurant. It's a national chain that goes. They go. She goes. Yeah, they got, they got banana pudding for Black History Month as their, like, featured dessert. And it was a place that banana pudding does not make sense on their menu, right? No big deal. It's like it's not a tiramisu. It's not a. And I was, and she's like, that's kind of messed up. And I go, what do you mean? Like, I, I didn't, I wasn't making the connection. She's like, oh. kind of like hooping and being Indian. Yeah, exactly. Although I got that. Jumper. Um, you can ask our giant guy, JP. That's all I can do is shoot. That's all okay, I can do. Okay. Um, but I, and I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't, I didn't know that banana pudding was a thing in that community. Yeah. I was unaware. 100%. Her, her, she's a pastry chef. Her, uh, the, the pastry cook that, that works under her is, is African-American. And you can say the word. Can I say it's black? Okay. You I can say black. It's okay. fine. Like we're boys. So, so the her assistant in the pastry department is black, and she, like, I know she has made banana pudding for different like get-togethers and stuff. I thought it was just a thing that she liked. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was like a community thing. Yeah. And she's like, no, like banana pudding is a, it's it's a black thing. Yeah. And so I asked you, I was like, is that. Like, is, is she messing with me? Like, is this a real thing? And 100%. you're like, oh, you're like, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's my barber's favorite dessert. Banana pudding. Yep, and is he's so particular, and he's bougie. Like, okay. you know, he's salted edge, like memoir, like he's... So I get along with him? Yeah, super au courant, get, right? Get, like, get him over there, V Mertz. Get him over to my guy, come on. 
Uh, maybe. You know, even places like Talus or... Uh, like, well, I haven't been to Salted Edge yet. I haven't been out there yet. Yeah, Chef Joel. So Chef Joel will come to your house. Oh, nice. Like next, that's like the personal private. Although your wife cooks and she's a chef, so maybe that's not her thing. But yeah. like he will come to your house and prepare meals. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably just go out to the restaurant, but yeah, uh, sh- ca- shrimp, shrimp fried deviled eggs. See, I'm not a deviled egg guy. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. Uh, so I threatened this before. <laughs> you're pu- you're pushing the friendship boundaries. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, what you, am I? you're a grown-up eating crustables. Number one, uncrustables. <laughs> how dare you? What do you have against deviled eggs? I just don't like them. Okay, I don't want to get too distracted because that's gonna upset me. I don't. I mean, what do you have for deviled eggs? I just, I just think a boiled egg is is good. I got so, a, I wanted a salad to go from a place over on 120th and I. Yeah. Because they used to have huge chef sal- salads. Mm-hmm. I don't love hard-boiled eggs in the first place. Oh, so, they're spectacular. So we're, we're starting off in a weird place there. And so I hadn't been in there in a couple years, yeah. it seems. And I go, hey, you know, I just like a side salad. Tuna was the special. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a cold. She said, oh, we don't do chef salads anymore either. I was like, what is going okay. on? all right. Like, what is, you go right over to Kroger's and get 60 eggs for like five bucks. That's true. You so do you have to have your boiled egg on a salad? I think that's when it's best, but no, I like deviled eggs as well. Gotcha. But anyway, my barber is super bougie, but he will—he is very particular about his banana pudding because mm. the standard, and she's since passed, is his grandmother's banana uh, pudding. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I. Caleb mean, loves it. Banana pudding. Yes. Me and your barber might have to hang out a little bit. He sounds like my, my type of guy. He, I'm telling you. He's the guy that also said he'd give Caitlin Clark buckets, and he wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think. He's 52. No, he's not. He's not giving her buckets. He's slight, and he's fit. That's fine. I don't care. Now he can shoot, and he was runner-up player at Mr. Basketball in Nebraska. But that okay. was a long, oh, so long that's, time ago. That's what, I mean, if he's 52, we're going on like Three. almost 35 years ago now. Yeah, he's sensational. One of my... You you talk about a guy that's like a good sounding board. Yeah, he's amazing. Good dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a thing. I don't know how we got here from Bill Belichick. But oh, uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, so Bill Belichick is coming. Oh no, we were because you were talking about how Matt Rule makes you makes you ask. It makes you right? tell him no. Yeah. yeah, it makes you tell him no. Uh, is there? Do you know? Is there a relationship there between Rule and Belichick? Gotta be pre-existing. Because so I think he's got something in his office from Belichick. Too. He does. He does. So what? I, and it's on. And it's. I was trying to figure out what the connection. So was. I try not to like be that dude because mm-hmm. I was just captivated how over on the other side he has like a working station for his daughters. Yeah, yeah, he's got the little desk and stuff. <laughs> it's. It wasn't really, really. is like into sports. The others like. Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> like Leona Viv. Like what's going on? But anyway, um, but he's not a huge memorabilia guy. But he is very. Uh, Intentional, maybe? In his nostalgia. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be meaningful. So I, I imagine that there's something you know, meaningful. stuff just for the sake of having Yeah, stuff. right. Not like a yeah the bone collector, but, um, well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's, a collector. Yeah, that's a different thing. It's a great book. So you don't just have all the signed stuff or no, whatever. It's no. just he's got specific no. stuff that means something to him. Yeah, stays in a moment. And his office is cool because it actually looks like it's worked in. Well, I mean, he, he probably does. The, the man. No, it looks worked in. The man does some work. 
Uh, so here's my question for you, though. So Belichick coming to the coaches' clinic. I was looking at this anyway. Is it weird if I sign up not being a coach? So you have. So part of the registration is they will ask you your school affiliation. Okay. All right. So because I kind of want to just go to learn. Yeah. Like I kind of just wanted to go because I looked at the thing and it said anybody over eighteen can go, but then they ask for your affiliation. So at least for the part of the clinic. I mean, I, I, could, I could send you the link. Did you walk yourself through the link? I did. I walked through the link, and it, I, it looked like anybody could sign we up. We registered as a team, but we were there last year. Yeah. Because uh, I kind of want to go. And so, you know, speaking of, like, prerequisites, like, Coach Lamont, if like, professional development mm-hmm. is a must. Sure. Yeah. Like, you're doing something or going somewhere, and then you're bringing it back to the table for our – junior clinic which is in march do you think coach lamangi would adopt me as a made-up title so i could go yes <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i kind of like, Sh- i don't i don't want a fan schaefer told me he's being accused of being a notre dame he is is he yeah he's he's like a like an inside operative it's not true like he is being i've on the message boards it is a thing that people are like ah lamangi's in the bag for Eddie. is this over christian jones yeah, well, it's the Rezacs and then Christian Jones. Because here's where it started. Let me walk you through the process here, okay? Okay. So it started with uh, the Christian Jones visit. He, he's planning a visit to Notre Dame or whatever, right? Yeah. And somebody's like, ah, the Rezacs are in his ear because both of those guys are going to Notre Dame. And then somebody goes, well, more than the Rezacs, you got to worry about Lamangi. He's got, he's got, he's in the, he's in the Notre, he's in the bag for Notre Dame or whatever this. I don't know how that, remember how they said it. Um, and I was like, where? I was like, aren't those the only – I mean, so Xavier Watts, Watts right, and yeah. up at Notre Dame for, from Lamangi as well. But it's not like – I mean, he also had Hickman and Heinrich. At Nebraska. Same time, went to Nebraska. Had Caleb going to Nebraska. Like, I don't – and I know you said this on air. Coach Rule did our pregame for State <laughs> on Zoom. Notre Dame made a late push at Caleb. Yep. Right? Yep. And I don't, I don't think Lamangi was in his ear about like, hey, nope. you got to go to South Bend. He doesn't even work like that. But it's a, it's a thing. It is a narrative on the message board ah, people can that make Lamangi you, people is can make you dumber. in the bag for ND. And I coach Christian specifically. Yeah. Right? Like, my guy. Yeah. Wouldn't I be the great equalizer? I would imagine. <laughs> But I'm not telling anywhere to go to school either. Yeah, that's neither would a, neither would anybody that cares about their the no. the, the the young man's best interest the or only, young lady. I could see because I know you were I I mean I think you told me this that that X was kind of like hey maybe you should come check it out over here yeah kinda so peer recruiting but, so X and but here's to X's credit mm-hmm. he did not say come to Notre Dame he said. I know you better not commit to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> and Caleb didn't listen, obviously. No. Uh, but I, I'm just – I could understand maybe if – But a, they're boys, yeah. right? But I think you're selling both the Rezacs, Coach Lamangi and Christian I'm not Jones selling short. anything. I, I, just, I just think people – whether it's your, your colleague, your teammate or whatever, like there's a practical application of it. Mm-hmm. So selfishly, I'm going to be chastised for casting my – selfish views on you and not allow you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's not like teddy and anthony are gonna say hey man come i know it seems like it would be normal but there's there's this thing called respect Mm -hmm. where 
They don't come at you like that. It's not like if I want an answer to a question, out of respect, I don't just pick up the phone and, and ask somebody that I could ask to get an answer because I want to respect the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Same as, as Teddy and Anthony. Like, like DJ isn't – the convoluted story about Cara Nelson and the plane and this and that going to North – like people just make up stuff. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, but I'm not out here chasing lies either, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes you just let it ride. You let it go, yeah, because it doesn't matter. But no, like – like I could even I could understand a situation if if Christian Jones was like, "Hey, I'm kind of looking at Notre Dame. Tell me about what you liked about them." Yeah, that's a situation that makes sense. You're where you're having a conversation, right? Teddy, Anthony, DJ having that conversation with CJ, right? Yeah. But if I, I would be surprised, I don't know the boys that well, but I've talked to DJ a decent amount on the sidelines and stuff. I would be surprised if they went out and sought Christian out and, to and, say anything to No, him. and here's the thing. This is the kicker. And I just watched this a handful of weeks ago when Nebraska brought the Calvary to Westside. Mm-hmm. They're not telling you. Do you know what Coach Rule said to Christian? What? He's like, hey, I want you to experience everything. This is what I would tell young people in your position. Mm-hmm. Go go do X, Y, and Z. Experience this. Mm -hmm. Ask these kinds of questions. Come back and tell, you know, talk about it with people in your your circle of influence, like that you trust and care about, and always weigh your options because it's a big deal. It's not just about us, right? Like, sure, would we like to know how we could better recruit you? That's cool, but but experience it. Same thing – it's what gra- it's why I gravitate to, towards Coach Ferentz. The mm-hmm. same thing that he said. He's like, hey, all these people are going to tell you what they can do for you and this, this, that, and the other. But during the recruiting process, it's going to be a feel thing. Mm-hmm. So, so take your time and make the right decision because you want to have – you want to be committed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like <laughs> – Hey, don't do this. Yeah. I think the the following weekend he was going to UCF in Florida. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like peop, it doesn't work like that. It may work like that in like the Some message places. board world yeah. Yeah, yeah. where people assume that that's the narrative, but co- it's not well, It's not how it works. And Coach Rule seems very much like, and I don't know if he said this specifically or if I've just sort of made this conclusion based on some of his comments, but he doesn't want you to pick Nebraska – out of default. No, I don't think he wants you to feel trapped either, right? right? He's the same guy that would pick up the phone and call UCLA on a coach's behalf. He wants you to pick Nebraska because you explored your options and you want to be at Nebraska. Yeah. Right? You can't really say that you want to be at Nebraska more than you want to be at anywhere else if you haven't been anywhere else. Right? You can't say that, oh, I I love being here. This is the best fit for me. If you didn't look to see if anybody else was a good fit. Yeah, right? and it's not like <laughs> – it doesn't work. Like, I'm as close to DJ as anybody. But it's not like DJ said, hey, you know, Notre Dame's coming up on a Saturday morning. Like, I really think you should listen to him. Mm-hmm. He, and he could if he wanted to. Like, we talk about a lot more serious things than that yeah. personally, right? But th- that's not uh, out of res- that's not how the relationship works. Right. Right? Like, if he's for you, then he's for you. And it's the same with, like, you know, Coach Lamanji or anything else. Now, is is peer recruiting a thing? Sure, absolutely. But that's I more mean, like, hey, I want to keep playing with right, my friends. Right, right. 
That's all it is. That's not how college works, though. We talk about peer recruiting like it's this, this like sort of. It's more of a high school thing yes. than it is. Yeah, college, absolutely. Right. I mean, but it's also kind of like okay, you know, you talk about a lot of was made about like Danny Kalen peer recruiting to this Nebraska class mm-hmm. with some of the in-state kids. Yeah, right? that's not a real thing. Like you can attempt it, but it doesn't. Yeah, I'm not sure on its long-term impact. I don't know about long-term impact. I think it can matter of feeling like you're wanted even a little bit more. I think De- it can And it depends on the kid, too, because yes. sometimes their experiences are their own and, and yours are, are your own. Mm-hmm. Or so, to, so to try to connect that, like mm-hmm. if, 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 I, <laughs> if, if another student athlete wants another student athlete to come to a certain high school, mm-hmm. it ha- like it may be from a, a, a different f- vantage point, right? Like yeah. if Amarion Jackson's talks, talking to Chase Lofton, mm-hmm. it, it's it has to be like like Chase has to be able to say to himself, okay, like Amarion's like arguably the best receiver in the state. Whatever, mm-hmm. can I get my? Bo-? It's not, hey man, Miller South is for you. It has to fit. Yeah, it makes sense with what your goals are too. Coming right. up next, we're going to talk to Anna Bellinghausen. Uh, wrap up our coverage on Creighton and UConn from last night here on Hard Ass Sports Radio.